You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Two, one, hit it. This is uh, this is going to be new, I think, for both myself and our listeners. This is the first time we've done a remote episode of Go Fringe Yourself, which is something I feel like I should have figured out like a long time ago, Cons- <laughs> considering how many out-of-town acts are like, hey, can I be on the podcast? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> there, there's, there is no way for you to be on our podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> there's just It's not something I can do. And then I also thought it was kind of funny that the first ever one I did is, I mean... Are you an out-of-towner now, Al? Uh, I was going to say, like, I, I'm, I'm entered in the festival in the, lo- the local category, so technically I'm local. Technically you're local. When was the um, last time you were in Montreal? October. <laughs> so, I mean, it's been a while. It's been, it's been a spell. But, um, yeah. So that, that is the voice, listeners, of friend of 9to5.cc and friend of Go Plug Yourself, Al France. Uh, who's been all over, I think, the website for the last couple of years in various, promoting various shows and things. You even wrote for us a little while. You, you did your, I did, yeah. Yeah, you wrote, uh, you wrote a couple like movie things and stuff. Uh, but this year, you have a Fringe show, which, I mean, is, I, guess, I guess unsurprising, right? I, yeah. I feel that that's, that's going to be true for, like, uh, most of your future. <laughs> well, I mean, it's certainly been true for most of my past. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I was like, I was. I, I feel that like if you if you stop having friend shows, I don't. I don't even know what does that. What does that mean for? <laughs> what does that mean for the fringe if Ala France is no longer like a part of it? Oh <laughs> uh, well, I mean, this is uh, this is probably my like uh, the most I will be a part of it, and also the last this much part of it this year. <laughs> uh, I've got the three shows going into this one. Wow. Um, I have my solo show, yep. I Think I'm Dead, which mm-hmm. is about insomnia and parallel universes and how I'm not convinced any of us are real. I mean, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> then I've got um, Alla France, John Bennett, That's It, which is the show where John Bennett and I spend 30 minutes exploring different show ideas we've had okay. six times. Uh, <laughs> is that, is that good? Is that good? Yeah, I was going to say. All right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's big and dumb. And then I'm back as the host of the Things Hour uh, for the final time this year, um, doing doing that every night at 1 a.m. at Mainline Theater. Is that so? A, it's going to be busy times. <laughs> I was going to say, is that a, is that a lock for the final time? You were like, hang on, this is. I will do this again, one more time. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was really excited to do it again, but I have decided that like this, uh, it should be. It is, it is time to pass it on to someone else. I'm hoping uh, to see the 13th hour be female fronted next year because mm-hmm. that's way overdue. Um, well, and, the, the, uh, I, just think- I feel that there was a year where when there was like the, the split hosting duties, right? Yeah, I, I like it with a with a, with a regular host and mm-hmm. like. I just, I don't know. I think it's time for change. I think it's a very good thing in French festivals to keep a, a general rotation of things going so that you do stay on the fringe. And now, I'm, a, I'm an old man now. It's time for me to hand it over. I mean, <laughs> oof. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was like, I, I just... Years. 
everyone's always like cause I mean like usually uh, we're we're around a lot at the fringe but we're, we're since we're not actually participants we usually don't take time off work yeah <laughs> you know, since like since I don't actually yeah. have a show to go on I just I just have like uh, oh that's fun yeah, oh, is that coming through? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah uh, but yeah, exactly. That's it. So everyone's always like, "Are you coming to Thirteenth Hour tonight?" I was like, "I I work at nine a.m. tomorrow, man." I'm like, "No, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not going at the show. I'm not going to the show that starts at one and ends at like three or four. You know, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that yes. makes sense. I mean, it's not for everyone. I'm always amazed whenever we have people on Sunday and Monday nights, but those are all fringe people. Like this is it. Yeah. Another thing to do in the day. Except try to convince people to see our shit at night. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I, I, the, the times I've gone to Thirteenth Hour, I've always had a blast. But without without taking that that next day off, it's like not even not even a thing. Uh, so I guess the, the most interested or the most thing I'm not to say I'm not interested in the John Bennett thing or the Thirteenth Hour, but no, I mean, why would you be? Well, Forget I was gonna it. I was gonna say that the, I was like like the John Bennett thing. I don't even know how much you can talk about because you just you already did. It's you and John Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> on stage exchanging ideas for shows so i was like okay i got my head around it i know i that sounds entertaining (laughs) i think i will enjoy it but there's not a lot to know it sounds like unless there's something else that you i mean there's a there's a ton of surprises but that like uh, going into that one with no i with no expectations is the way to do it i feel that john john bennett each and every year is is answering the question is this a friend show yeah Like, that is correct. Yeah, I, I had an idea. Is it a show? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's begin by doing it for over four cities for the next three months, <laughs> and then and then we'll know at the end of the summer if this was actually a fringe show or not. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, tell me about. I think I'm dead. Uh, that is because I, I don't know a lot about it, and the, the 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 website doesn't. At least the Montreal Fringe website doesn't have a ton of information on it. Either. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the it's a. I've discovered. So I've been doing this show. This is a show I wrote um, over the past like two years, but I finished writing it three days before I opened it in Edmonton last year in August. Okay. Um, and so I've spent the past almost a year now trying to figure out how I pitch it to people. Right. And I still haven't figured it out, it turns out. Um, because it's like, it's a big old storytelling show. It runs exactly 59 minutes if I nail it. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, uh, you know, it's about insomnia and mental health and physical and mental breakdowns. There's some pro wrestling in there. There's some natural disasters. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of alternate timeline talk. There's just so much happening in it that, like, also every person, every single review I've had has pointed out a different thing about it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the selling point of this show is, except that I promise you it's great and I talk really fast. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're entertained by someone talking real quick, and you know I'm, I'm your guy Gerard's not here this year so it's all me <laughs> I was going to say though, I mean like um, just be, that, I guess that for some of us at least that the Montreal audiences that'll be kind of new because you didn't you, you didn't speak that fast during the quitter and did you speak very fast in uh, the ballad of Frank Allen no I've never uh, had this kind of pacing in a show before uh, but it's just the way that makes sense for the energy of the show Mm. because i talk a lot about how like sleep deprivation and uh uh, like a 
an obsession with energy drinks made me incredibly manic for for periods of time, and so it would be weird to say that going this slowly. Right. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny you mention mention energy drinks. I, I decide whenever people talk about, they're like, "Oh, like I drink a lot of energy drinks and all that." I, I always remember go back to um, one of the co-hosts on the the Nine ES podcast. Scott uh, was at an all night rave. Uh, with me one time this is years and years and years ago back when you know we went to all night raves and I remember it was maybe like seven or eight o'clock in the morning and he was just sitting on stairs like eyes like sunken into his head like sweats and and shakes and I was like oh my god dude like what are you on and he was just sort of like I had like six or seven vodka red bulls and I was like (laughs) and like nothing else Right, like I, I was just like, like yeah. le- legally obtained <laughs> vodka and Red Bull had him yeah. like in a completely altered state yeah, of mind. That'll, that'll yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. That's why I was like, but, like my first instinct was I was like, oh, he's on drugs. Like that, that is that is the face and mannerisms of a person on drugs. And he's like, nope, just alcohol and way too many Red Bulls. I, I think it's it's. As a guy who occasionally drinks energy drinks, I often think about their legality. Like, yeah, <laughs> just like they're so helpful. But I was like, no, there's something, something else. It's not, it's not just like a coffee. There's something else happening when there's taurine and guarana and other things all just. Well, and especially when, if you start mixing that with alcohol, like just the, the the conflicting signals you're sending to your brain and your stomach when you do that is yeah. <laughs> uh, like there's nothing good that's going to come from that. Well, that, that, that's. I remember when when Red Bull vodkas were like all the craze. They uh, there was a um, like like bartenders would typically serve them separately, right? Yeah. They would they would yeah. give you they would give you like a glass of vodka on ice and then a can of Red Bull and they were like whatever you do with it, <laughs> yeah. that's up to you. I'm serving you these separately. Like we're not endorsing putting yeah. them together. <laughs> <laughs> as though, as though somehow, like, like yeah, yeah the, the the bartender was just being like, like real, like had the high road <laughs> in, that, in that case. He's like, I'm not endorsing this behavior. Here you go, yeah. you, you mix it yourself, you insane person. Uh, but yeah, but even just without alcohol, I think just having having if you have like if you make I have once accidentally drank like two Red Bulls, where. Like, yeah. like I, I drank one and then kind of like was still felt a little tired, but then like drank another one like within like a half hour span and then like instantaneously jittery, you know? Oh like, yeah. Like, and I was like, what did what did I do? And then I was like, oh no, it was two of them. Like, I can only I can only imagine throwing energy drinks into an insomnia scenario. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, the whole idea was to try to try to like get through the days if you're not sleeping, and it's just. It just wreaks havoc on your body. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, some of them, like in the the early days of energy drinks, also like you, there were such weird products that were coming out. Like, so I would drink um, a bottle of Nos every morning. Yeah. Um, like for breakfast, and this a is a big, big blue bottle with the orange lid, right? Yeah. yeah. That happily claimed to have uh, two Red Bulls worth of caffeine in one mm. in one bottle. Uh, so it's two two rebels for breakfast was my standard go to. Uh, that's how my that's how my days would start, and then I'd have another one later. Um, and yeah, it's like I, I didn't think about it at the time. Like it just didn't. It just struck me as a thing I needed to do to try to get through. because yeah. I wasn't really drinking coffee all that much back then. Because I wanted a cold beverage. Yeah, that's it. Like, that's the only thing is I just I wanted a cold beverage yeah, and right. I wanted it to be caffeinated. Yeah, and way more caffeinated than Coke. Yeah. So. Yeah, I threw a shit ton of those. Do you ever, uh, you know, Jason Mewes um, of, of Jay and Silent yeah, Bob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, did you ever hear him talk about um, when he got he got clean from his heroin addiction for a while? Yeah, I remember. Um, and, yes. and he switched to Red Bull entirely. He would have a four-pack a day, wow. and that just became the only thing, just his standard drink. He said it barely did anything to his body because his body was so used to extreme drugs of, of all types <laughs> that he was like, ah, soothing Red Bull. Yeah, exactly. right to I, need, I need to take a nap. I'll have a Red Bull. <laughs> oh, God. I remember yeah. back, back in uh, back in Sejep, right before the energy drink real phase, like the the, the the energy drink used to just be uh, Jolt Cola, right? Like oh, that, yeah. That, that's like the, the granddaddy of energy drinks, right? Like before before yeah. NOS and before Monster and before Red Bull and all that stuff, it was just Jolt Cola, which was just like a super sugary, super caffeinated Coke, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I it remember was it was thick, yeah, which was weird. I remember uh, guys in college used to make uh, what they called like a, I think they called it like atomic jolt or atomic coffee or or something. The word atomic was in there because it just it just involved because um, if you remember, jolt cola wasn't very carbonated. It was kind of like flat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I guess just that much caffeine just can't be fizzy. Uh, so they would make a pot of coffee but use jolt cola instead of water. So they were just like thickening and caffeinating the already super sweet. That's disgusting. Yeah, it was. There's no way that was good. Oh no! They put it in the. Then they put the pot in the fridge though. Like they would drink it cold at least. (laughs) But oh, but I was like, want that boiling? But still. Yeah, exactly. It was just like a thick, sugary caffeine syrup, and I was like, why? Why would you do that? Like, at that point, I'm, I was, like, I remember, like, consciously having the thought of just being, like, you guys could, you know, speed is a thing. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. at, at, at that point, you know there's speed. <laughs> like, I was, like, you're, 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 you're adding caffeine to Jolt Cola. Maybe just head into hard drugs instead of, like, you're... Yeah, it's just, it's just going to be easier and yeah. probably safer, I think. Yeah, exactly. It might be less bad for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so I, I guess I mean you, you said you, you kind of mentioned that it's hard for you to pitch the pitch the show, but it's like a storytelling show, and I feel that you've kind of what I'm getting for it is kind of just that stories from that weird like half half a week half half a week half a week half asleep state that you can end up in. I feel in this yeah. in this cycle and how like you said what what is reality and what isn't reality. Yeah. I mean, I do deal with dissociative episodes of of my life where um, it it just got real. There was a, there was a point in my life where I was living in a movie, and mm. I hadn't even seen the Truman Show yet. And when I did, that really blew my mind. <laughs> um, just all of your fears made made into a movie. Like, oh, <laughs> um, so yeah. I mean, it's it's a roller coaster ride of a show, basically. Is what most people tend to end up saying afterwards. It's uh, it's the first time I've succeeded in a you'll laugh, you'll cry show, mm. which I've always wanted to do. Um, but yeah, I'm just astounded at how many people mentioned the speed because it's not even a thing that I uh, like originally anticipated would happen. It just sort of happened when I realized I started telling the stories, and that's just the way it does. But like I'm here in Orlando right now, and the Orlando Weekly called this called it the fastest and funniest show at the fringe oh. and that's never a quote i thought i'd have i was gonna say i was like i, I don't i don't want to i don't want to take anything away from you al but like super fast is not usually uh, an ala france like <laughs> a descriptor yeah. of ala france usually i'm like al's a al's like a chill chill a laid back dude chill dude with a beard 
<laughs> like, donuts and mini putt, man. That's like... Yeah. Oh, man. I went mini golfing three days ago. Uh, <laughs> I went to, like, a sci-fi-themed one at Universal Studios. Okay. That was awesome. <laughs> um, but there was, uh, there was a couple of... Like, all the holes have a different thing to them. And one of them just said, like, Oh, be careful. Or you might get probed. And I was like, that's, it's really weird that they've committed and they still have that as a, I just, like, this is a mini golf course for children. I, I know what you're saying when you're saying you might get probed. It's I know what, I know what you're threatening me with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess it's just like a, maybe, maybe it's like such, such a trope at this point that, you know, you're just like, you can just, you can just throw it out there and you'd be like, leave it to the parents to explain what that means. Because it's, yeah. like, it's not, it's not inherently dirty right no it's just but, like we know that it is dirty like you could just be yeah. like it's a it's a mind probe you know like when the alien <laughs> puts his hand uh-huh. on your head and like yeah you you can spin that easy uh yeah yeah, yeah. so um so and, and that uh i think i'm dead are you just are you are there any visual elements or is it just a classic one man standing up there with a the microphone yeah it's me no microphone needed no microphone um, needed well, I don't yeah uh, just me. I mean, there are you know, there's there's ten land cues, there's ten sound cues, okay. uh, and uh, and we just we go on that ride together. Cool. Uh, there's not a lot of audience participation. There's a tiny bit. Just there's three questions that I ask people, and then according to how quickly the show is going, they either have five seconds or twenty seconds to answer me. <laughs> then, uh, but I keep going. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so I also uh, I was gonna say why well, you've been having like a do you, you live at fringe festivals now is that is that my understanding yeah, of your life basically <laughs> like I haven't lived anywhere for more than four weeks at a time since last May right um, so I've just been on the road for a year so I did uh you know I did the whole Canadian circuit last year and then I, I hopped around doing a little festival through the fall mm-hmm. um, I ended up in, in Vancouver for about four four or five weeks old. And then to Australia and did their whole fringe circuit, mm-hmm. and and then I flew back and I was like, great, I'll relax now. And then Orlando started, and now I'm on the circuit again. <laughs> uh, so you know, there's there's really been no rest, but uh, but that's it. That's just it's just my life now until October, and then I run out of shows that I booked, and then I got to pick a place to live. <laughs> um, but uh, in the meantime, I feel like I've really got the hang of this whole fringe thing. I think I finally got it. I understand it now. It only took me seven years of doing it and one year of fully being immersed in it. Yep. Now you're you're like I I I, I you're like I don't worry about starving. I can I can find places to sleep. But <laughs> your your friend your friend survival guide. That's what you need to need to just do now is write that book. Like a a, fr- a friend yeah, survival, survival guide. Friend survival guide by Al France. Exactly. Just like how to how how do you how do you do it? How do you make a fringe tour work and and stay sane? <laughs> By the end of it. Well, I, I well, stay sane, question that mark. Part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stay, I mean, stay virtual, like, fairly alive. Yeah. <laughs> Although, arguably, I mean, according to my show title, I could be wrong about that, too. Yeah, or maybe, maybe last May you died. And this is just, oh, yeah. this is just all, maybe your afterlife is just an unending cringe tour. I actually, I think that if there is a point, like, in the past year, that is a, a point where a new timeline was created where I died. Uh, the most likely time would be at the end of the like the main French tour at the end of 
uh, August last year because right. I drove from Edmonton to Halifax alone. I, I remember the um, updates on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, and Day one, for sure, seventeen I hours in the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like for sure, I should have crashed the car at that point. Like, yeah. there's uh, there's so many times where I was just like twelve you, hours into a day, and I was just like, "How were you driving? How were you driving trying? alone?" Yeah, I was just alone. It was just yeah, me. Yeah, I've, I've, I've yeah. Those are like I've done. I think my longest is maybe nowhere near what you've done, but I think I've done maybe an eight or nine hour drive by myself. I mm-hmm. did like Pembroke down to New York City or something, and yeah. weird things happen. Like it's, it's yeah, it's too much. It's but it, I wouldn't even say it's necessarily too much. It's just it's just that you're like you really do not feel like you're part of like the real world anymore. Like no, you enter a driving trance. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And you're just sort of like in like like you just like like people like like reality kind of like fades in and out at gas stations. You're like okay, kind of like here's a little bit of human interaction, but it's just buying chips and a drink <laughs> you know like yeah. The, yeah. and it's like and I, I don't and if it goes beyond that it like it risks opening the walls of reality to deal with like whoever the gas station's person is I like yeah yeah, yeah long drives are, are weird I can't believe you did the whole trek One, Sarah's Sarah's cousin did uh, Florida to Edmonton in like two or three days like, oh god yeah that and i was like that's insane like <laughs> and, and it was just, that would be a pretty drive i imagine that's more entertaining than doing the canada drive because that's just prairies in Ontario mostly yeah but part of it's um, the canada drive i think i feel you probably you i guess prob- you probably well, yeah, hit canada you get up to the edmonton park yeah it's it that's it you probably you come up probably i don't even know where you'd come up somewhere i guess in manitoba i guess it'd probably be the best middle of the states is not amazing either right <laughs> i guess not i haven't driven the middle of the states so yeah. i don't i wouldn't properly know Tornado Alley. Uh, yeah. all right, well, so- I'm in a, you know, I'm in a tropical depression right now. Yeah. Uh, that's not a mood thing. That's a storm that I'm in. Mm. Um, so, you know, no tornadoes, but who knows? I'm supposed to fly home tomorrow, and I don't know if it's going to happen. Ah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we want to you guys, you and you guys. I guess hit the hit, hit your opening opening nights. I mean, I know that. I think I'm dead is opening June when? Seventh. Seventh. June seventh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I, uh, the show with John opens on the tenth because okay. that's when he comes in from London Fringe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the thirteenth hour starts on the night of the seventh as well. Cool. Um, all those dates are on the Fringe site, and they are all also on my site, which is al-lafrance.com. Cool. Um, and I'll also the, be hawking improv, my right? haiku book to everybody. I was going to say, you're at the Espace B of Montreal Improv, right? Yeah, I'm at Montreal Improv for my show, Joe with John is at Mainline, and the 13th Hour is at Mainline as well. Cool. And, uh, and then you, you, the book that you... I, did you, in, I think, at least one of the announcements of that book uh, going into production was on a Go Plug Yourself that you were on. You were, you were talking about releasing it on the last Go Plug Yourself, the Haikuna Matata. Yeah, I was talking about how I was finally going to do it, yep. and now I did it. Now it's a thing. It became real. Yep. Yeah, it exists. It's waiting for me in a box in Montreal, and uh, the official release date is June 1st, so let's sneak it up. Cool. But uh, I'm going to be doing a uh, what I like to call a perpetual book launch, Okay. in that every day during the fringe times, once the beer tent is open, I'm going to sit at the beer tent from 12 to 1 with a box of books every day, and if anyone wishes to get my book, that's where they can get it. <laughs> and, and uh, of course, obviously autographed and inscribed. 
Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, some haikus if required, and yeah. uh, you know I'll have my, all my shows, and John and Quarterly's gonna sell it too. So nice. <laughs> yeah. Right, so we usually close off, close off our shows with uh, now that you've spent, I mean, twenty-ish minutes sort of talking about your show and sleep deprivation <laughs> stuff. Uh, what is your what is your one your one sentence uh, beer tent pitch of? Uh, I guess we'll start with what what, what is the name of the, sh- the Bennett show? No, it's called Alafrance John Bennett. That's it. Okay, so what is, what, what's your what's your one sentence pitch on uh, Al, John Bennett and Al France? That's it. Um, a two times Just for Laughs award winner and an eight time Just for Laughs awards loser get together and try to figure out what's funny. Nice. And what's your one sentence beer tent pitch for I think I'm dead? Uh, it's an insomniac's uh, existential crisis, but super funny. I promise. And, I, and do you need a one-sentence pitch for 13th Hour, or just, it's the 13th Hour? Yeah, the pitch for the 13th Hour is, is if you're still awake at one, that's where you should be. Right. Uh, I, I, are there any other uh, are there any other shows uh, that you want to be checking out that you want to uh, give a shout-out to? Yeah, there's, there's a couple shows that, uh, that are coming in from out of town that people might not uh, be aware of quite yet. There's a show called Bad Habits, okay. um, which... Mm, they're a circus company out of uh, well circus and sketch and clown mm-hmm. company out of Portland um, that I've been touring with in different cities but they've never done Montreal before Okay, uh, and they're incredible people so that'll be fun um, Spirit of the Fringe winner from last year DK Reinemer he's going back this year with a show called Becoming Magic Mike okay. uh, which is really great that's a huge it's a holdover success here in Orlando right now it's killing it cool um, and there's also a show called Awkward Hug uh, by Corey T. Bear, who's the a Vancouver storyteller, formerly from Ottawa. He was here at the Fringe a couple of years ago with a show called Wolves Are Greater Than Boys. Um, and, oh, uh, yeah, I yeah. saw that. That was great. Yeah, so his new solo storytelling show is, uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I've seen bits of it, and it's going to be one of the big hits of the summer, I think. So oh. those are the ones I chat out at the moment. Awesome. I so I'll let you go, Al. I think that's uh, that's it. Thank you so much. This was uh, Go Fringe Yourself. You can stick around. I'm going to stop the recording, and then I'll say goodbye to you for real. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot. I will see you at the Fringe. Thank you. Hey there. We really hope you've been enjoying our Fringe podcasts, uh, Go Fringe Yourself. Um, just a reminder, at 9to5.cc, we do love all of your fan support. Uh, so if you are enjoying what we're doing, uh, tell your friends about it. Maybe share it on social media. Uh, maybe check out our other podcasts. We have 90s, which is a geek podcast. We have Go Plug Yourself, where we talk to Montrealers every two weeks. We also write a comic. And if you're feeling like super generous and you're told all of your friends about us and that's still not enough, uh, you can actually support us maybe financially if you go to patreon.com slash 9to5cc. We have some awesome uh, rewards there if you want to chip in maybe a couple bucks to us each month uh thank you very much uh we love doing this and we hope you enjoy what we're doing Uh, keep enjoying the fringe everybody 9to5.cc podcast blogs and comics made in montreal since 2011